Episode 140 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. This time last year, our challenge was finding people to fill the available jobs in South Central Kansas. Now our challenge has changed a bit. It's expanded to include helping hundreds who have been laid off at Spirit Aero Systems and other related companies. Keith Lawing joins me to talk about it. He's the CEO of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas. But first, some notes about this week's Wichita Business Journal. Our cover story takes a deeper dive into the layoffs at Spirit. 2800 announced this isn't the first time this has happened in Wichita. Local leaders like Keith have been through situations like this before and have learned how to better respond and help folks affected. Our big story begins on page 14. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Joel Leftwich. He's the executive director of the Hudson BVI Workforce Innovation Center at Envision. Page 23. This week's list, a good one, Wichita's craft breweries. Find out who they are and details about them. Page 8. Are you a craft brewery guy? Uh, I have been known to uh, enjoy a, a <laughs> finely crafted brew now and then. So, Well, you'll, you'll like this list then. Uh, business leads, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes. Also, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition. This week it begins on page 20. Back to talk with Keith Lawing after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. He was with me for episode 37. We talked about the youth employment yes. project at that time. Uh, now our topic has changed a little bit. Um, but first, some background on you. How long have you been CEO of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas? Uh, I've been there in this position since 2005. And prior to that, uh, I was at Wichita State University, and I would provided oversight consultant to the Workforce Board. So I've actually been engaged with the board since 1999. Wow. Yeah, it's What been did a while. you do before that? I spent a little time in the city manager's office. I worked for Chris Churches right. uh, at the time. And then going back farther, I've got a checkered pattern include some political <laughs> campaigns and managing restaurants and other sundry uh, positions. Your dad, obviously, uh, actively involved in politics, yeah. ran for Congress a couple of times, yeah, and yeah. Jim was a great guy. Uh, you have seen layoffs before. Uh, this one seems different in that it's not an industry-wide hit. Nevertheless, it's, it's still painful, right? Most definitely. And um, obviously with Spirit being the largest employer uh, here in the city of Wichita uh, and the impact that the 737 MAX has on other business and industry, um, it, it is uh, particularly uh, concerning the situation that we're going through right now. So the current timetable uh, has the 737 MAX maybe recertified by the middle of the year. That's kind of the best estimate at this point. Production could actually restart before that. Uh, we just reported that uh, Spirit Aerosystems has a new agreement with Boeing about uh, restarting production, but uh, 
what's the what's the impact on the local economy and again do we think it might be temporary yeah i think it will be um but temporary is obviously subjective you bet. uh you know what that looks like um the the anticipation is and always has been that the 737 max will be recertified and you know it's been well known and well documented the demand of that particular product uh and so we have not seen orders canceled yet right which i think is a good thing obviously um boeing's going to have its work cut out for once the certification does occur and, and getting the product off the tarmac, um, you know, our concern in Wichita is the it's the warehouse is full of parts right, right now right. Uh, for our supply chain that have already uh, pumped up there. Uh, and so um, I do, I'm a little bit optimistic with the recent news from Boeing, you know, the end of last week and this week, we seem to have a little more clarity. But um, I'm, you know, the reality I think is that we're not going to, the market we were talking about 52 pounds a month even going to 57 i do not think we are going to be anywhere near that level for two to three years so production will start again uh, there will be some workers called back. There will be some hiring going on here but it will not be at the level that it was in 2018-2019 what are you seeing from your vantage point uh, from the announcement Uh, they made the initial announcement of uh, 2800 layoffs What then, from your vantage point at the Workforce Alliance, did you see or have you seen at this point? Well, just from an on-the-ground piece of it, I mean, uh, we... Even before Spirit started laying off, we were getting phone calls from some of the companies we work with, uh, have relationships with, and they were starting to anticipate the impact it was going to have on them. Um, they were asking us questions, you know, what do we need to do? What are our options here? Uh, you know, State of Kansas has a work share agreement where you can reduce time for some folks, and the companies were looking at that. Not all of them, you know, were able to use that, but they were asking about it. So, so that was the initial response from business and industry. We knew it was going to have an impact on spirit. Um, Almost immediately, I think that um, a lot of the spirit workers, especially if they, because spirit's hiring a lot of people, and and we've helped them hire a lot of people lately. So people have come through our training programs, uh, and they knew us. So they might have only been working at spirit for three, six months, nine months. They had a pretty good feeling they were going to be the first to go. So we actually did start seeing folks come into the workforce center already in anticipation of maybe being laid off, Um, kind of trying to get ahead of the game a little bit. So that was the, the, the trickle, so to speak. Um, we had a job fair um, uh, yesterday uh, on the 29th, and uh, in the three hours, um, there were nearly 600 job applicants. Wow. And probably half of those uh, were directly impacted by the, the layoffs from the 737 MAX. So uh, now that the announcement's been made, we're seeing a significant impact. We had outplacement meetings this week at Century 2. Um, about 1,000 of the workers attended those meetings. Uh, we, they learned about unemployment insurance, <laughs> learned about job opportunities. Um, so, you know, as far as our operations, those have been the, the immediate and most visible impacts. What other resources are, have been available? I know United Way has responded. Are there other resources available to those folks as they 
make this change in their lives. Yeah, definitely. And, and this is something that I'm really, um, as you mentioned, you know, my tenure has been one that I've seen um, similar economic cycles right. or, or downturns in the economy. And, and through uh, the working group that's created this air capital commitment group, um, that's something we're getting out in front of. And so, uh, you know, with, with the Chamber of Commerce, with the Greater Wichita Partnership, with some other organizations, the United Way of the Plains, Wichita Community Foundation, we're starting to hear from businesses, from uh, groups that want to help laid off workers. And so we're uh, looking at those and how we can get them out. I mean, like the YMCA is looking to do some things for laid off workers. We know companies are, you know, will help out with maybe dry cleaning or oil changes. I right. mean, you know, so um, and, and then our financial institutions that maybe have loans to these people. I mean, they really want the message to get out there. Come talk to us before you're behind on payments. Be proactive about right. that. So, so those are things that we're really trying to message and coordinate now um, that we really didn't get a chance to. Certainly in 2000, you know, the end of 2008 into 2009. Right. That, I mean, it, it really was, you know, so uh, just across the board impactful. Right. Um, right. And, and, and so, so that's one of the, the differences now. I, I think that after going through that experience, the community leaders um, really have understood we need to come together in a more coordinated fashion. It doesn't mean a entity or a person is taking the lead. There's not a layoff czar here right, right. or not one organization, but each of us are doing something to help. And how is that coordinated? And, and that's really, it's coming together very nicely. We really are starting 2020 differently from 2019 mm. we've been talking for a couple of years we've got too many jobs and not enough people to fill those jobs one might think well these 2800 people we've got so many jobs they can go right into them it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? A little bit more complicated, but that's one of the things that makes this situation different because this still is a tight labor market. Mm -hmm. You know, the other reaction we had um, is our phones started to ring uh, pretty uh, immediately from other companies that were interested in saying, when are these workers getting laid off? What are their prospects looking like? Um, you know, we kind of talked about the uniqueness of this situation. Um, our general aviation uh, uh, employment opportunities are still there. I mean, you know, now Textron is not hiring in large numbers like they've done historically, but they still need production workers. There's still going to be attrition. We, we have an aging workforce. That right. has not changed. Um, and so a lot of these workers that have experience in the aviation industry, certainly at the supply chain, um, there's going to be opportunities, um, you know, maybe at Bombardier Learjet, at Textron Aviation. Uh, I know there was some, some news, you know, uh, Textron made some news late last year with those layoffs that were announced. Right. Uh, I think it was Textron, you know, National that made the announcement of over 800 layoffs. That is a much more limited number that would happen here in Wichita. And it wasn't economic conditions, market conditions. It was production cycle right. um, is why those uh, reductions occurred w w with their staff. Um, and so I'm confident that we will, the tightness in the labor market will be able to absorb a lot of the laid off workers. But the challenge is, and if you're an employer, 
and you're, you've got an application from somebody at Spirit Aerosystems, and you're, okay, when the MAX gets recertified, are they going to go back right. to work at Spirit? Right. You know, and so I, we understand that the, the, the box maybe employers are in, and so that one of the things, strategies we're looking at, or what are some of those temporary jobs? The census is hiring right now. That could be, again, you might not be making the same wage level, but you're still working. Right. You still have wages coming in, and that does set you up as an opportunity. If you if you want to wait or you want to try to get back to Spirit, you have that opportunity. We've been talking to the school districts. I mean, there's a huge need for substitute teachers, mm. um, you know, and there's things that the school districts can do to help certify these folks, and so they can take some of that experience, that lifetime experience they have, and maybe apply that there. And again, a nice, nice part-time gig. Um, the con- uh, construction industry, a lot of that is right. project-based jobs, um, and, and, and their employment cycles kind of ebb and flow based on the project that that contractor, that company can get. And so we're working very closely with AGC um, on trying to make sure some of those jobs are available. But it is a very tight labor market. Um, the other factor is we got companies outside of the state um, that are banging on our door when right. they come in. And, and that's the thing I think that the, one of the lessons that we learned as a community from 2009, 10, and 11 was the migration of talent, right. the loss of talent that we had in this community after those layoffs. And that really um, has, has is guiding us that as a community, we need to do everything we can to let these workers know there's opportunity here. The community cares about you. We want you to stay. Would there be retraining issues there as well? Would they need some help, for example, if they do make a switch from uh, where what they're doing at Spirit to a construction company? Uh, would there need to be major retraining issues there? Or? Yes and no. I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot of transferable skills right. um, between manufacturing and construction, um, you know, and, and some of the jobs, the, the technology anymore needed in manufacturing. I mean, that does apply uh, into different levels of occupations. Uh, so not, not necessarily a, a significant amount, but some, and we do have resources available. We have training dollars available. Uh, we, have, uh, we have some uh, grants right now for just located workers because mm. we've been anticipating and seeing uh, reductions in the retail sector. You know, I, I can't believe I drive by Towney Square and I don't see a Sears there anymore. Right. That still yeah. just doesn't feel right. right. But, but then again, I'm guilty. I'm an Amazon Prime member. So, yeah. I mean, we all are. It's just the different way the economy works sure. nowadays. But so we have uh, been anticipating um, laid off workers in different sectors, but we do have dollars available, funding available. So if somebody does want to come in uh, to the workforce center, is looking at either upskilling uh, for an immediate job or maybe a career change right now, take this opportunity to do that. There are training dollars available. I will include a link to your website oh, uh, in the blog that goes along with uh, this podcast here. I think it's really encouraging when you say you had employers, you had companies and business managers and owners calling you saying, hey, we could probably take some of these uh, these employees I think that's a that's certainly a positive. And do you have a message for other business owners and, and managers? Oh well, definitely. I mean, please, if you're interested in, in hiring from these folks, uh, let us know. Uh, again, if you can put a link to our website with contact information, that would be fine. But we're going to be doing an, a series of job fairs over the next four to six weeks. Uh, we have them weekly. We're really targeting them around the skill sets of the workers that that are coming in from the layoffs. So we want to work with businesses that that have those type of job needs. 
needs. Um, we will be customizing those. So I definitely encourage businesses to let us know. The other uh, thing is even if they cannot attend a job fair, we have we will have flyers. We, we want to post jobs at our workforce centers. We will have people coming in to do job searches in our facility, so outside of a formal event. So post your jobs with us. Get us your information. Um, let us, you know, we can do screening and assessments for your job openings. Uh, you can do interviews at our workforce center. Uh, there's all sorts of things that we can do for employers right now looking to hire uh, if they want to hire from this population or if they're looking to hire overall. Right. You know, January, we always see this in, in, in the employment business, is January you get a surge of workers coming in and I'm finally ready to take the plunge. I'm going to get a new job or you know, uh, I maybe had a temporary job over the holidays. It's time for me to get into the workforce permanently. So we were already anticipating an uptick in our job seeker customers. Right. So any business that's looking to hire right now, uh, we are happy to help. How do the job fairs work? Obviously, people who are looking for a job attend the job fairs, but companies can set up a table, set up a booth. Yeah, yeah. We can. We uh, contact us in advance, and again, as space permits, uh, we will uh, allow them to come in, bring a couple of their hiring managers or whoever their HR staff is, and um, we set up tables. And it's big. It's a big fair event. They can. They, right. Job seekers can walk around, talk to employers that they're interested in, might be interested in. Um, so, yeah, we try to coordinate that as much as possible. One of the things that we are doing, um, we are actually looking to expand. You know, we're at 21st and Amadon in the New Leaf Shopping Center. Uh, there is a vacant storefront there that our landlord is going to let us move into temporarily. Oh, so we can actually increase the capacity. Um, we can do as many as anywhere from 10 to 17 employers on site. Um, but with the increase, increased uh, foot traffic we have and what I mentioned what we did yesterday um, if we have that additional space uh, we can actually probably accommodate more employers on site at a time and so again we'll be doing a whole series of those the next four to six weeks for sure and depending on um, the the, uh, the resilience of this situation how long it lasts uh, we may be you know scheduling out after that we just haven't gotten to that point yet obviously this is a fire you have to respond to uh, and at the Workforce Alliance. What else is going on at the Workforce Alliance aside from helping some of these companies and helping some of these employees who have been uh, laid off? Uh, you know, we're still doing um, youth employment. Right. And uh, appreciate you asking about that. Again, thank you for all the support the Business Journal has. And we, um, last year, we had a particularly successful year. I know one of the questions people may be asking is, should we really be helping find temporary jobs at a time when we have layoffs? Right. My answer is, I think we even need to do it more so than ever. Um, one of the keys in this economy and what we see right now is the need for skills and the need to understand what career opportunities are in this community and that's what we try to accomplish for our youth employment project a very successful year last year uh, we put over 1200 kids into a first job or work experience opportunity we want to grow that we want to do more of that this year working very closely with our school districts you know part of the goal is to align some of these summer job opportunities uh, to an academic interest and to help uh, accelerate a young person's uh, pathway through high school and maybe into post-secondary 
education. The other thing is working with companies that are hiring from this space anyways. I mean, we've got some great relationships we've created with Freddy's lately, um, looking to hire from this demographic. Uh, Lane Enterprises, which manages a series of McDonald's, um, uh, other companies like that. So, and, and I tell you what, I don't know if anybody's gone through a McDonald's drive through lately. Um, you know, a little guilty pleasure maybe if you want the Big Mac. <laughs> they have great coffee, not to do an that. But that is that is high pressure work. I mean, yep. you know, it, it, and working in a fast food environment, you are learning job skills that are going to help you out later in life. Right. And so these are the kind of experiences we want our young people to have. We don't want that to be lost oh, either. We yeah. want to have, provide those opportunities for young people to have that. That makes them better hires in the future, as you yeah. say. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about is, you know, uh, for those of us who grew up in a little different time, some of those jobs that we had just aren't available. Right. Nobody, no more paper routes. Right. We're not pumping gas anymore. Shoeshine um, boys. Shoeshine boys, yeah. you know, uh, 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 being a caddy, a municipal golf right. course. Right. I mean, um, even, you know, my first job, a uh, real pain other than babysitting, but uh, mowing lawns was uh, working at, at a Safeway grocery store. Right. You know, you got self-checkout now. You've got other technologies that um, they're just not the need for the kind of labor that there was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So this is an opportunity to be very deliberate and find young people work opportunities. The Workforce uh, Alliance of South Central Kansas is a great resource, not only in times of trouble, uh, but year-round, uh, yes, 24-7 almost. Um, great resource, and we will make sure we put uh, all the resource information in the blog again that goes along with this. Keith Long, the CEO of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas, thank you very much. Thanks for all your hard work. You bet, Bill. Glad to be here and uh, happy to come back maybe 100 episodes down the road when you're you're ready for me. (laughs) We'll, We'll see you then. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Keith. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 140. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.